Okay. Yeah, I think we should also go live in a bit. Where is the live setting? Okay, we're live now on Facebook. Welcome, everybody. Thank you for joining on time. Uh, no, our sister is trying to get others to join. Yes, welcome, everybody. God bless you. I'm sure the day was great. Um, mine was great as well, just very busy. Yes, uh, let's start. Uh, Femi, could you please lead us in, in prayers? Heavenly Father, we give you glory. Thank you for this time in your presence. You, we worship you, thank you for a blessed day. Thank you for every one of us, the church, our pastor, his family, and every one of us. Your name exalted in the name of Jesus. Amen. As we start, you will teach us at your feet in the name of Jesus. Amen. Open us up. Amen. Word and to be blessed by it and to put it into practice in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Amen. Father. Father. Thank you, Lord. Mighty name. Amen. Amen. Okay, so we are doing the three books, book of Isaiah, then Jeremiah and Lamentation. Jeremiah is together with Lamentation in the study because uh, it was written by the same author. So actually, Lamentation is an extension of Jeremiah. Uh, we'll, we'll see that when we get there. But um, let's start with the book of Isaiah, where we're going to really, really zoom in uh, and focus on today. Isaiah is, is amazing. Uh, and this this memory scripture that they now put is 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 a is a is a whole theology on its own. But uh, because of our time, I will not I will not uh, I will not exegete that that memory scripture. Isaiah chapter 60, 61 verse one. Uh, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because He has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prisons to those who are bound. Uh, then verse two says, to declare the acceptable year of the Lord. Then, uh, then later part of verse two says, declare vengeance. Jesus um, referred to this particular, read this particular scroll in the temple, stopped in the middle of verse two, actually at a comma and, and closed the scroll and told uh, people that were gathered that today this scripture is fulfilled in your midst. So, that was to tell us that uh, Jesus' coming first time was just to fulfill half of his, um, of his ministry, of his mandate. The second half, declaring the day of vengeance of the Lord, um, it's going to happen at rapture, after rapture, actually. But uh, uh, if, if you please go listen, go listen to my teachings on the book of Revelation, it's got... This, I mean, we, we zoomed in on things like this uh, very well. So Isaiah, uh, introduction. The book of Isaiah contains the vision that God gave prophet Isaiah, one of the major prophets in the Bible. Okay, I've, 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 I've listened to loads and loads of, of um, reasons why people are called major and minor prophets in the Bible. and. Uh, to shock you that there's nothing rema about it. I'm sorry if I'm 
I'm spoiling market in quotes for those who have thought uh, that. Well, there's no rumor about uh, Isaiah being a major prophet or other prophets being minor. Uh, what 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 makes a major prophet or what makes uh, uh, theologians or Bible uh, church leaders classify some as major and some as minor prophets in the Bible is just by the volume of their books because of the volume of what they wrote. That's it. No rema, no prophet is higher or more important, less important than the other. Uh, in as much as they were prophets and they wrote in the Bible, they were prophets. But the major prophets had more voluminous books. The minor prophet had less voluminous books. That's just the only uh, um, uh, distinction. So no rema, uh, not because of his name, not because of nah, each of those prophets, even though they didn't write so much in terms of volume of their books, it was two very, very significant prophets. Both in the in the Bible in Bible days, and nowadays, there's, there's some of their messages are still very very valid. So, um, if you've been if you've read so, those messages, you, I mean, some of us may have read those messages that um, that will start explaining why one is major, one is minor, and start going uh, on and on. Nah, very wrong. So. Um, we also note, noted that Isaiah ministered uh, to Judah and Jerusalem during the reign of four different kings. And I'll also zoom in a little bit here. Uh, he, he ministered during the reign of Uzziah, Jotham, Ahaz, and Ezekiah. Uh, so he ministered during these four kings uh, and um, he died at the age of 90. He was actually killed at the age um, of, of, of 90. And it is also um, significant uh, uh, how he died. Uh, um, <laughs> okay, um, I, want to, uh, I want to search him. I think, I, I, yes, I think Manasseh was the son of, of Hezekiah. I just wanted to, um, um, I wanted to, I wanted to confirm that. So he was killed by Manasseh. Uh, and just watch this. So he ministered during the days of Uzziah, Jotham, Ahaz, and Ezekiah. Now, I think it was the one that even went to give Ezekiah this, the message that he should prepare his house and die. And he was about to die. And Ezekiah prayed to God, and God added 15 extra years to his life. Watch this. In those 15 extra years, that was when he gave back to Manasseh. <laughs> Manasseh was the most wicked king in Judah. Like, he was so cruel. You know how he killed Isaiah? He cut him, he, saw, he put him in, inside the trunk of a tree and used saw to cut the tree and, 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 and Isaiah together. In fact, he was so wicked that God, it was during his days that God prophesied that Judah would be taken captive. So this and did that didn't happen on the, until the days of Zedekiah, the grandson of Ezekiah. And uh, Isaiah had died during the reign of Manasseh. Now, Isaiah wrote to Cyrus, 
he wrote a personal letter to Cyrus. Before Cyrus was born, almost 120 years before Cyrus was born. Ah, I mean, if you talk about accuracy in prophecy, not all these predictions are bet Niger that uh, people are doing. They are using prophecy to predict football matches and and, in, and election results. I, in my opinion, I don't think that's what prophecy is meant for. Accuracy. Isaiah was a man of, of severe accuracy. He saw so, so well into the future. I covet the grace upon the life of Isaiah. Uh, and when we are converting grace, because it's what to convert grace, look at what he went through. We're still going to go to Jeremiah. As we're looking at our prophets, uh, I cannot insult prophets, you cannot do this. Yes, uh, most, of the people, most of the people that claim that and say that are only looking at the, the prophetic grace or the prophetic ministry of Elijah and Elisha. But if you look at what Jeremiah went through, what Osea went through, uh, the prophetic ministry. That's why uh, uh, one of my lecturers in, 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 in seminary said, um, one of the reasons why God will always hear the prophet, people that are really, really into the prophetic ministry, is that God can tell them to do some, some amazingly absurd things. And they will obey. In fact, Jeremiah told God that, God, you, de you deceived me. How many people can tell God that and, and go scot-free? But because of the kind of sacrifice God has asked this guy to do, God listened to him. God told, I mean, he was negotiating with God. So people that are really in the prophetic ministry, God will hear their voice. God will answer them. God always respect their, their, their words. Okay, so Isaiah, the book is like a miniature Bible, the first 39 books of the Old Testament. Also the first 39 chapter, there are 39 books in the Old Testament. The first 39 chapters in the book talked about judgments upon immoral and idolatrous men. The remaining 27 chapters and there's 27 books in the New Testament. The remaining 27 chapters uh, declare the message of hope, Messiah will be born uh, and things like that. So. Uh, Isaiah is, uh, the theologians will tell you that Isaiah is to what is to Old Testament, what Romans is to New Testament, because it contains some heavy theological, rich in, in, in theological truths. Uh, the Hebrew meaning, the Hebrew name is uh, Yeshua Yahu. The short form is Yeshaya, and that's what the Greek and the Latin uh, took their translations from. Um, okay, just a few discussions, then we quickly go to Jeremiah. If you want to say anything, you have to want to contribute, just raise your hand or call my attention so that I can give you the, the floor. Um, throughout the book, throughout Isaiah, God pictured, God is pictured as the all-powerful creator, the sovereign one seated on a throne, high and exalted. God expressed his disappointment in his people's rebellion and failure. Sin dulls the sensitivity and productivity of anyone who allows himself to be entangled by it, just like the people of Judah. Isaiah came on board as God sought whom to send to make a case against his people and other nations and predict the coming of the Messiah's ministry. How sensitive are we to God's call today? Uh, maybe I should, uh, let me pause a bit there. Uh, God is still calling people. God always 
usually calls people when uh, things are either there's a huge moral decadence, political injustice. God is looking for who to send. And you and I would definitely agree that um, Nigeria is in, is in such state, if not even worse state. God is looking for men. Will he find you worthy? Will he find you available? Will he find me available? Men to speak the truth, no matter what, to stand for the truth. And no matter where we find ourselves, no matter where, 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 where God places us, either in our places of work. So being a prophet, uh, uh, let me also, also say this. Being a prophet uh, in the New Testament, actually New Testament prophets are just uh, teachers, I mean, are people gifted with with deeper sense of teaching? That's what new, that's what prophecy in the New Testament is. Uh, and and New Testament prophets or priests were after the order of Melchizedek, not after the order of of Levi. And after the order of Melchizedek, we we we. Um, uh, uh, we are the Bible called Melchizedek a priest king. He was a priest of God and the king of Salem. Now we are priests of God and kings of engineering, priests of God, king of judiciary, priests of God, king of academics, priests of God, kings. So we can we are both priests and kings. We take the gospel, we take prophecy to our places of work. We declare the kingdom of God in our places of work. That is the New Testament prophets. So it is not just by, um, um, what do I, how do I say it now? It is not just, oh, we sleep in church and then all the anointing and all the grace we receive is just meant for the church, the four walls of the church. No. You receive this word, you receive this grace, and take it out into the marketplace. And God is helping us in Jesus' name. Okay, let's just uh, go through a few more points. That's uh, why planning to destroy the wicked from the earth. God still has loving mind for his faithful people. He will always leave a remnant. He will always leave a remnant. to sing songs of salvation. It is foolish to seek help and counsel from sources other than God. Uh, no matter how dirty the environment is, no matter how polluted the world is, there's always a remnant. There's always people who are doing the will of God. Praise God. Okay, um, let's just go to the conclusion so that we can do uh, uh, Jeremiah and Lamentations then. I'll take your questions or contributions. Due to their sinfulness, the people of Judah were regarded as wild grape, useless and unproductive. This should call our attention to the fact that God expects nothing but fruitfulness from us. And that can only be possible when we abide in him and not in sin. Isaiah recognizes, recognized is inadequate, inadequacy the moment he encountered the Lord. I always say it, when you really, really know the Lord, 
what, what comes to you is how inadequate you are. Not how, you won't be seeing the inadequacies in others. People that are judgmental about others have not met the Lord. Isaiah saw the Lord, he said, woe unto me. <laughs> like he saw how unclean things. So uh, people that are judgmental, just know when someone is judgmental, they always seeing faults in others, blah, blah, blah. They have not met the Lord. Just take it like that. Um, as a matter of fact, none of us is adequate in ourselves. Uh, but our adequacy, sufficiency, is in the, in the grace of God made possible through righteousness of Christ. The ministry of Messiah brings light to those who are in darkness. No wonder those who are not people before are now people of God. Praise the Lord. And it says, First Peter 2 9, we're a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, and will be called uh, out of darkness into the marvelous light. Praise the Lord. Okay, let's uh, skim through Jeremiah and Lamentations, which is where the whole church, uh, the whole mission is. So we are finally, finally uh, back on track with the rest of the, of the church. So from next week, we'll be taking uh, them uh, one book uh, per week. Uh, so thank you very much. This is good. 19, week 19. We crashed it in about eight weeks thereabouts. Or so, uh, about eight weeks or ten weeks. Yes, uh, Jeremiah and Lamentations. The book of Jeremiah and Lamentations are prophecies of a man divinely called in his youth from the priestly city of Anathoth. Jeremiah was a heartbroken prophet with a heartbreaking message. The book of Jeremiah reveals Israel's terrible spiritual and physical state, while lamentation expresses Jeremiah's heartbreak regarding this. The nation was filled with idol adultery, religious insincerity, injustice, tyranny, dishonesty, slander, corruption of the priesthood, and many more. I feel, as I was reading this, I, I mean, it, I feel tempted to say that it seems this is Nigeria. Or have I, I mean, those things we are reading there, or am I the only one? That seems that 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 like that is describing Nigeria, Nigeria's presence, uh, adultery, religious insincerity, um, uh, uh, injustice, dishonesty, dishonesty. Slander, corruption of the priesthood. I mean, that just like <laughs> Nigeria, honestly speaking. So I mean, we should know or should also be encouraged that there's nothing new under the heaven. And like I said earlier, God is still looking for men who will stand. If God could find uh, 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 Jeremiah's, the Isaiah's of this world in, in that time. It can still find you and I, and don't, don't. We should also be encouraged. Don't think you're alone. You are not alone. You are not alone. Praise God. The spiritual condition of Judah 
was that of offensive and planted idol worship. King Ahaz and Manasseh had set up a system whereby their God-given children were sacrificed to idol, just in the manner of gentle nation, or just in the manner of the gentile nation around them. These and many more infuriated God. In the midst of this, God raised prophet Jeremiah to persuade, appeal to, and warn Israel of the consequences of their sin. Nevertheless, rather than seeing Jeremiah's message as God's tool of mercy and warning to avert the calamity that was set to befall them, they attacked the wailing prophet refused to listen. God carried out his word. Israel was invaded by King Nebuchadnezzar and invasion left Jerusalem in ruins and sorrow. This led to the great lamentation of the book of This led to the great lamentation. The book of lamentation teaches hope against hope and God, and God as a way out of sorrow. Uh, Okay, let me just read the discussion then so that I can be able to manage my time because there's a lot of things, there are loads of things that I would love us to, to discuss about Jeremiah, what God told him to do, what God asked him to do. Okay. Um, how does the revelation of Jeremiah's God-given destiny challenge us to pursue the discovery of our individual God-given life God-given life's purposes. Let's go to Jeremiah 1, 4 to 10. Someone should help me read, please. And I don't know, another person, Jeremiah 29, 11. So Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 4 to 10. And then another person, Jeremiah 29, 11. So who is, who is reading? Chapter 1, verse 4. Hello. To ten, the Lord gave me this message. Before you were born, I set apart and appointed you as my prophet to the nations. Mm. Oh, sovereign Lord, I said, I can't speak for you. I'm mm. too young. The Lord replied, don't say I'm too young, for you must go wherever I send you and say whatever I tell you. And don't be afraid of, of the people, for I will be with you and will protect you. I, the Lord, have spoken. Then the Lord reached out to me and touched my mouth and said, Look, I have put my words in your mouth. Today I appoint you to stand up against nations and kingdoms. Mm. Some you must uproot and tear down, destroy and overthrow. Others you must build up and plant. Mm. Okay, 29-11, who is there? What do you call it, sir? Jeremiah 29-11. Okay, sir. Jeremiah 29, verse 11. Yeah. Okay, I read. I alone know the plans I have for you. Mm. Plans to bring you prosperity and not disaster. Mm. Plans to bring about the future you hope for. Mm. Okay, so looking at these two verses, or these two scriptures, <laughs> How does revelation of Jeremiah's God-given destiny 
challenge us to pursue <clears throat> the hobby of our individual God-given life purpose. His destiny was to go and speak against nations. And he said, don't be afraid of them, which means they would come God. Let, let me let me let me leave the floor open because it's just how do we see that uh, to destiny? Does it challenge? How does it challenge us to fulfill our own purpose, even though the purpose may not be palatable, may not be sweet? Contributions. Who is starting? Mm. Hello. Yes. Go ahead. You have the floor. Let me. All right, all right. Um, um, as you're asking that question, I, I was just smiling like, ha, huh, this is a very serious conversation. Uh, I think the, the issue right now and the issue that, that, that it has always been with us humans is what I call um, the, the perspective and definition of things. Mm. Um, we, our, our understanding and um, definition of situations in most cases have happened to be in direct contrast to what the Lord is saying. Mm. And that is why we must always pray for alignment. It's a very common word, but sometimes as we grow in life and begin to see some things and begin to experience situations, we know that it is critical for us to be aligned, mm. to be in complete synchronization with what the Lord is saying over situations of our life. Our environment, wrongly. Mm. we can see wrongly. Uh, for us to see well, we must be able to judge and with our own normal understanding, we can't do this. That is why we need to be in unity with the spirit of the Lord. We must be in cooperation with him. Now, looking at the, 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 the what I call it, the job description of Jeremiah's life. Uh, I'll come and join you soon, sir. Is in the youth conference. <laughs> Sorry, apologies to our leaders. The youth conference uh, starts today in, in, in Abuja. Uh, we'll join you. It's just because uh, uh, we, we were far behind this Bible study. That's why we didn't cancel Bible study. Apologies, sir. I will join you soon, sir. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead, Femi. All right, sir. Yeah. So... Now, looking at the job description of Okoro uh, to his ears and to his eyes, mm. guy, I am, this is your duty. Mm. This is what I have said. It is, not, it is not up for discussion. It is not for debate. It is not for negotiation. This is what you will do. So let me give you, let me tell you what you are going to do. That means, like you said, when God was telling you that, <laughs> You will tear down people. You will scatter things. You will uproot. You will. Mm. It's like a battle axe in God's hand. Mm. So a, a axe will not go scot free. We are saying that a axe we use it. We use it to cut things. The axe itself, it, it's it's having the effect. It's <laughs> getting. It's going through issues. Yes, sir. It's having pains. It's having yeah. headache. It's yeah. having yeah. Uh, disappointment. Mm. God is like a oh, Benny. That is uh, forget that one. 
The duty is what I've asked you to do. That's the cross of this matter. And so the reality of Jeremiah 29, 11, uh, the hope and the future, the future is what, what God has said. Mm. That is the future. That is the hope. God, what is my what is my life all about? What do I have? What do you have for me? What am I to do? That is my future. That is my that somebody says to somebody usually tells me from all is Christ. We don't have ideas, we don't have a, a, a particular idea about how to live our life. Our all, our future, our hope is Christ. Mm. So when God is telling you, guy, come, this is what I have said to you to do. That is your future. That is your hope. You are not mm. discussing. We are not negotiating this. Hope. You mm. can't negotiate it out. You can't run away. No matter how far you run, you are coming back. And we can see that most of the people that we have in the Bible, our fathers of faith, great prophets, when they heard what God told them to do, mm. despite that some of them might have at a bit or at a point of their life been rebellious and, uh, you know, grumble, we saw that they ended up doing that thing exactly. Mm. So, we have a lot of examples already, a, a, an overwhelming amount of people and examples and lives that are shown to us that it is a, to our own beauty and our own life and our own uh, blessing to quickly align with God, with what he has said to use our life for. So the expected and the hope, the future, it is what God says we are going to be. Mm. So looking at Jeremiah, I'm upset to do this. That, uh, do, uh, comparing, it is the reality of the fact that God will not say, sorry, that Abraham, Moses, Jonah, every one of them, Ezekiah's uh, life as a, a king that was able to admit, you know, you know, he gloried in the things he has done for the Lord. And let's say, okay, okay, don't die again. And let's see the ending of what his negotiation cost. He gave birth to a, a, a generational Most, catastrophe <laughs> who ended up mm. as in the worst ever. Mm. So we see that our life outside goes with now is mm. is, is, is mm. terrible, it's chaotic. Mm. Is we are we are signing mm. trouble ahead for the generation to come when mm. we refuse to, to be in alignment with the lost mm. judgment of things. The Lord will help us in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you very much. Wonderful contribution. Does anyone uh, have something to say? Paul, uh, go ahead. Any other contribution? Actually, let's read um, uh, Jeremiah 1, 17 to 19. I'll read from here. Uh, someone can help me open 2 Timothy 3. To, we should know it off and door. Do not let anyone look down on you because you are young or despite not the days of your youth, something like that. Second Timothy 3, 12. I'll read Jeremiah 1, 17. He uh, said, therefore, prepare yourself and arise. This is God giving Jeremiah his job description. And speak to them all that I command you. Do not be dismayed of their faces. That's what God is telling him. Don't be dismayed before their faces, lest I dismay you before them. Look at it, too. These people, okay, let's, he will tell you, he will still list the people he's going to talk, talk to. They will come back to this dismay before their faces. But behold, I have made you this day a fortified city and an iron pillar. 
a bronze wall against the whole land, against the kings of Judah, one, against its princes, two, against its priests, three, and against the people of the land. These are the people that God is saying that you should not look at their faces. King, <laughs> princes, priests, and the people. I mean, <laughs> it's like going to be <laughs> like the old one out. Look at verse 19. They will fight against you. <laughs> but they shall not prevail against you. For I am with you, says the Lord, to deliver you. These are the people that God is saying, don't look at Uche's face. It's like God is sending you to speak against the government, to speak against Buari, to speak against Senate President, to speak against the old pastors in Nigeria, then to speak against everybody in Nigeria. Then who will support you? So God sent him hmm. a lone ranger, but he said, despite that, I am with you. Don't be afraid. Mm. No matter what God is sending us to do, no matter how difficult the task is, God is telling you, don't be afraid. I'm with you. If we, if we negotiate our job description, and that's about the sovereignty of God, God has placed you for this purpose on this planet. If you try and negotiate like Ezekiah did, SARS and Mars, May we not, may we not cause generational catastrophe. Ezekiah's mm -hmm. negotiation led to him giving back to Manasseh. Manasseh cut Isaiah into two. Because of mm. the atrocity of Manasseh. Just look at that. It was the same Isaiah that gave his father the message. It was the same Isaiah God used to send him back to the father that don't worry, I've answered your prayer. I've had, I've had 15 extra years. Three years into that 15 years, he gave back to him. Manasseh. And that same Manasseh caught Isaiah into two. In fact, hmm. the grandson Zedekiah, by the time Nebuchadnezzar was now invaded uh, 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 Jerusalem, Zedekiah was the king. They captured him, they killed his 70 sons in front of him, then plucked out his eyes because of the prayer hmm. of the negotiation his grandfather did. So when God places us in a position, in a place, at a time. Don't renegotiate your terms. Stay there. If I God may put you there for a position, that don't worry. They, mm. you. they sent a message. Uh, time will not permit us. The priest, because look at it. He said he should speak against his priest. All the priests sent, wrote a letter to everybody. That don't listen to Jeremiah. Anything Jeremiah says, oh. the false prophet. They wrote a letter and spread it. He was, in fact, they, even before he got to that point, God told him to sleep on one side, on the left hand side or something, for about 400, uh, 300 yes, days. And God bound him. Yes, sir. Yes, God sir. bound him that he was not able to move. He slept on that one side for 300 and something days. Each day, representing each year, Israel had been sinning. After that, you should turn to the other side and sleep on that side for 40-something days for the sins of Judah. Each day, representing each year, Judah has been sinning. Now, I miss him. Is he my... <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Am I the one wasting? If there are people that are sinning, are even fighting me. I'm the one that God is still using to say, flip on one side. Ah. So for over a year, he was bound by God to represent, just as a rep representative of what Israel and Judah have done. God told him to bake bread and use human dung, human feces, to make bread and eat it. He had to play negotiation with God. I've never defined myself like this. Okay, God has said, okay, don't use human, human use cow feast. What is the difference between human dog and cow dog? And he did it. <laughs> <laughs> you are telling me hmm. that a prophet like that, and people will say, I covet prophetic grace, prophetic grace. Do you know what you're coveting? We only covet the grace of Elijah and Elisha, who called them fire. Jeremiah was lowered into a cistern, into a dry well. It was to be, the king said, leave him there, don't give him water and food. It was to die there. It was some, another person who was, a, who was an African, I think, who in the camp, uh, an Ethiopian in the, in the, in the palace of, of the king that went to take him out. It was, it was, it, no, no, yes, that went to take him out. And it was at that time that Judah was now captured. God, look at how God now did it. Oh. The captain, the, the captain of the host of, of the army of Nebuchadnezzar was now the one that was doing well to Jeremiah. If they even asked him, do you want to follow us to, to Babylon? We'll give you a house that you can stay. Or do you want to stay back in, in Jerusalem? He chose to, no, you understand? Like, how... Look at what the guy had gone through for God. He didn't renegotiate his terms. He stayed through. So what are you going through in the things that God has sent you to do? And we've, we've been wrongly taught a very faulty theology that if God is sending you, you will never see an opposition. Look at what God put Jeremiah here, verse, verse 19. He said, they will fight against you. They, and they fought against him, sir. They used politics to fight against him. They used power to fight against him. They used everything to fight against him. So be encouraged. This is, I mean, this is a very huge lesson we should take out from the book of Jeremiah. Be encouraged. No matter what you are going through, no matter what is happening in your life, be encouraged. God will help you in Jesus' name. I think we should conclude here. Amen. We can pray. Um, Femi, you will lead us in about five minutes prayer. Let me just um, conclude. Then you lead us in prayers. Yes, the children, as well as ministers of God, are his representatives, carrying his message of righteousness, judgment, and hope and hope, hope and restoration here on earth. We must be ready for the challenges. Like Jeremiah, we must take heed to our lives and doctrines, not to change our lives and messages to please the ungodly. After, after all, God neither lies 
nor changes. Even in sorrow, Jeremiah and his people still turned to God. We should do likewise. Hold on to him, even if he slays you, because even in his smiting and beating, he still remembers to bind and heal. Praise the Lord. I said someone should read Timothy. Someone there. Second Timothy 3. Timothy 3, 12. Yes, yes, ma'am. Everyone who wants everyone who wants to live a godly life mm. in union with Christ Jesus will be persecuted. Hey. So where did we Christian Dom 22? Our our 2022 Where did we find that? Ah, New Testament believing will not will not suffer, will not face any persecution. Please let me read that. What version is that? I love that version. Good news. Wow. Please let me read it again. Let me read it again, man. Everyone Every wants to be here. Okay. Everyone who wants to live a godly life mm. in union will be persecuted. Yeah. Hmm. But when we are persecuted, may we may we get the grace not to give up, to stay through the persecution in Jesus' name. Do we have questions or comments before we go and pray? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This question I want to ask, number one, do we still have prophets like Isaiah and Jeremiah today? And also... And the things we can do when we are facing persecution. Beautiful question. Uh, I remember during our pastoral training, uh, Pastor Famuide was the one that taught us. Uh, I think it was prophet. It was I've forgotten the title of the course, but um, I think we're asking about national. Okay, no, it was during my my theological days, and also we said they at the pastoral training colleges. Uh, that are there national prophets in Nigeria? There, there are prophets, but I'm, I'm looking at national prophets. Isaiah was a national prophet. Jeremiah was a national prophet. Elijah was a national prophet. These are prophets that shaped economies. Samba was a national prophet. There are there still national prophets? That answer, I don't know, yes or no. But are there still prophets? I can tell you, my sister. Yes, there are still prophets. One of the things, one of the things you used to know prophets, prophets don't, don't stay in the city. <laughs> prophets, prophets don't stay in the city. They are all, do you understand? Let's look at from John the Baptist. They are always in the wilderness. In fact, when Samuel came out, <laughs> To the village, uh, to the town <laughs> of Jesus. They're like, ah, yeah, oh, like open is right there. over. Hey, are we safe? <laughs> Just because they saw him outside. So prophets are not prophets are not the ones that will just come and honor an invitation in your house. Come and eat. I don't want to come and greet you. Prophets are when you see them, like ah, open is well, sir. And yes, they are. If fact that they are not popular, they are not on TV, they are not on social media, 
Do you understand? That even shows their prophetic grace. There are people unknown that are <clears throat> heavily gifted, heavily anointed with the prophetic anointing. So yes, they are prophets. They are not just on TikTok because they are not meant to be on TikTok. They're not meant to be on Instagram. <laughs> yes, they are prophets. <laughs> but whether they are national prophets, um, uh, that's a theological argument. I, I would not, I would not want to say yes or no, uh, because we're not we, we're not running a theocracy in Nigeria. But I can tell you, they are prophets. They are people that God will tell to just go inside the bush for the next forty days, not for anything, no, for the sin of Ekiti State or for the sin of Kwara State. The guy is just praying, and the Kwara State governor said, "No, even no, say, see they inside bush." People like. Trust me, and they won't come on social media to say, Jeremiah didn't come shouting about what he went through just because he wrote it down. They won't come on social media, they won't come on TikTok to say, This is what those people that come on TikTok and say, Ah, hey, me, I've been on this mountain for the past seven days. Do you understand? The real ones are there, just, just, just walking, just walk, just there, lost. Ah, a prophet who, hey, accurate prophet. One of my mentors says he, he gets angry when people say, ah, the Lord is showing me something. There's someone here. I don't know if you're a man or a woman, but you are here. You are doing this. Ah, if it is the Lord telling you, we tell you if it is a man or a woman. Stop guessing. <laughs> you understand? People they are using uh, eco, what we call eco. What's, what's eco? They're using sense, analytics. You are, you are in a in a gathering full of Yoruba ladies. You say, who is Bosse? Who is Bosse in this place? Bosse dies. If, if you just go into a Yoruba town in the middle of the town, just shout Bosse. Five people will answer you. You understand? Those that's not prophecy. Accuracy. There are people that are accurate. So yes, man. They are. Uh, your second question: what do we do when we're persecuted? Um Let's trust God in persecution because he said he will not leave us. He said they will attack you, they will go against you, but they will not overcome you. Just ask God, what lesson am I learning? What? Let me just pass this class. Let me just pass this class. Trust in God. Don't, don't even look at your persecutors. Just trust in God and make sure you, you pass that class and uh, the Lord will Okay. Yeah, sorry. So I hope you heard me. So just make sure you pass the class and God yeah. will help us in Jesus' name. Any other mm -hmm. question or comments? Oh, pray. Amen. Okay, Femi, over to you. I hope you can hear me. Yes. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, we're going to pray. Um, when um, um, I asked us to open that piece of the Bible, I was already there studying it as they were speaking to us. And then, you know, <clears throat> I just, I felt a lot of burden that we, we should pray for strength. 
we should pray for strength. You know, you know, going through these conversations and the discussion and studying the Bible, uh, I discovered that it's 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 easier said than done. Mm. For a lot of us, it's it's it's, it's easier said than done. Um, Daddy, Daddy told Papa that I was, you know, he was we thought he was aware of one of us, very good friend of mine. We finished Futa together. Wonderful guy, he's a big boy now. He lost his wife, and you know, it's a marriage of less than a year. They got married last year in November, and um, you know, initially when I was trying to find out what happened, he said, you know, I heard from a very trusted friend of him that they've already informed him that <clears throat> maybe throughout the pregnancy, the wife should not, you know, go out that much. People should not know about the pregnancy. This person was a very trusted friend. Though. He said he never knew about the pregnancy of the wife till the fifth month. Hmm. You know, some of his friends knew about the pregnancy when the woman was in labor room. So, you know, like at the end of the day, hmm. they, I just said that they said they were, they were at home on Sunday, which was on the August 1st. The wife complained of headache and uh, uh, they said, oh, no, let's go to the hospital. They got to the hospital. They discovered that the last so when they got to the hospital, they discovered that BP was 188 something. So there was nothing else to do. They had to do a surgical operation to bring the baby out. And they lost the wife at the end of the day because they had to transfer to another place. So, you know, when you look at situations like that, somebody who got married last year in November, the marriage is not even up to a year. Losing the wife, having a baby boy to now be overseen by himself. You know, mm. I, I I don't have any. There's I don't know whether it is a. I don't even want to bother myself about that. Mm. But sometimes when we go through situations of life, it can be overwhelming. It can mm. be exceedingly overwhelming. Mm. I was telling one of I was telling our fathers on the group. I say I don't know what most of us. We don't know what to tell him. We don't know how to encourage him. We don't even know. Look at the life of you. What does anybody want to tell tell, tell mm-hmm. Jeremiah in his type? Hey, be mm-hmm. encouraged. Sorry, trust God. No, nothing. I want us to pray for strength in the mm-hmm. few time we have left. Let's pray for grace and the strength to follow God mm-hmm. till the end. Mm-hmm. The grace and strength to follow Father, God Lord, till the Lord, end in the name of Jesus. Uh, I want us to pray, pray, let's pray grace, very well. Strength, Lord. Strength, Lord. Grace, Lord Jesus. Grace, grace and strength, Lord Jesus. The grace and strength to follow you to the end, Lord. To follow you to the end, to stick to you, to die there with you, Lord Jesus. Mm. But he said, we must remain faithful to the things that we have been taught. 
Mm. We have our fathers, uh, that, that, that is around in our mystery now. Pastor mm. is speaking to us. We have been learning for years, for months now. Mm. Let me let us be realistic with ourselves. The, the Bible is telling us the bad people, they will flourish. Mm. Not, it's, not, it's not like maybe it's a, it's, mm. they will make money, they will mm. have riches, they will mm. be doing well more than us. Mm. But we must stick with God. Mm. That is the thing. And we need strength to do that. Not mm. to say, well, uh, I don't. To do this, people being well in their mind. Yeah, of course, that is part mm. of the end time package. Mm. That it will make you feel as if serving God is not what it is. Mm. Let us pray once more. Mm. Let us pray for grace and strength for that to stay with you when it does not make sense. When people cannot see the reason why I'm doing this, let us pray, Father. Give me grace and strength, Lord. Give me the grace, Lord. Give me the grace and strength, Lord. To stand to you at this end point, Lord. Father, you help us. You will be our strength at this end of time, Lord Jesus. Strength, strength to carry out your assignment, to do your will, to do according to that which you have set about our life. Not to look at the face, not to look at anybody's face, Lord. To stick with you, to say the truth, to pray the word in season and out of the season to, to stand in the midst of persecutions and everything Lord. around us. Father, you will strengthen us, Lord. As a family of faith, Lord, strengthen us. Strengthen us. Strengthen your church. Strengthen your assembly. Strengthen the grace church. Strengthen every one of us. Strengthen the CAC in the world. Strengthen every member of the body of Christ in this country. In this period of persecutions and everything, Father, In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, in this period of persecution, strengthen us, Lord. In the name of Jesus, strengthen us, Lord. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, pray for strength. In the name of Jesus, pray for strength. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Hand up, sir. Let's pray right Okay, sir. Daddy is here. Daddy, please wrap up for us, sir. Hello, sir. Oh, yes. Hello? Hello, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Good evening, everybody. Good evening, Good sir. Good evening, Daddy. Good evening, how are you? Daddy, I'm beating you, sir. Good evening, sir. How are you? How do you do? That's a very powerful program this evening. I pray God Almighty will keep you stronger. Amen. 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 All of you. Amen. 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 Intellectual strength. Amen. Intellectual strength. Amen. 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 Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Yes. Thank you, Daddy. Thank you, Lord. Wife. Okay. And other. Where is Michael? He just uh, stepped out. He's in the youth conference. He's at the youth conference. So he, he joined us and quickly went for an assignment. I understand. Yes, sir. 
Yes, sir. Thank you very much, everybody. Thank you. Thank you, sir. See you on Saturday, Evangelism, 8 a.m. Then Sunday service, 8 a.m. Have a wonderful evening. Sorry, we were seven minutes uh, after 8 o'clock. Uh, God bless you. I hope you bless Okay, sir. For your Saturday program. Okay, sir. And we are always with you. Even if you are not there typically, <laughs> we are praying along with you. Okay, sir. Thank you, sir. Thank you very much, sir. Thank you, sir. Yes, sir. Good night, Good everybody. Night. Good night. Oh, Lord, yeah, Larry. Good night. Hey, Larry. Hey.